0: it is our other people's money segment then and this time is uh you know this is where we kind of get to grips with uh, everyone else and try to get a sense of how the money sort of works for them how exactly is it with their money and how they deal with it what do they do with it and how exactly have they gotten their life lessons from it in any other way and i'm very happy then to uh introduce this evening actress tv host musician entrepreneur Boiti Tulo joining us then to get into other people's money this evening. Boiti, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it.
1: It's a pleasure. Thank you very so much for having me. It,
0: it's, it's been perhaps a time where you've just decided that uh, you don't just dance anymore. You make money moves. And that's definitely what you've made even <laughs> through the lockdown.
1: Uh, yeah, I've, I've tried my best to do that. Um, not the easiest, especially during the pandemic and how, you know, the world has been so deeply affected but yeah we've been trying to make
0: some money moves yeah how, how have you how have you managed that i mean in the particularly in the entertainment industry one can imagine that you know with the drying up of uh, gathered events things like parties things like um, you know concerts and the like as well uh, with those not happening it's very difficult to 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 get uh, the kind of growth and the traction that you had certainly been building even before that to then continue to to take you to new heights how would you deal with that
1: um, you know, it wasn't the easiest because obviously, when you're within the industry, you your your core market in the space where you would usually make uh, most of your money requires crowds and interaction, etc. So that coming to and an and did have a massive effect on a lot of us. But um, I'm very grateful, you know, um, because of the fact that that's not the only thing, you know, that I that I counted on in terms of my career, hence the, you know, maybe many feathers in the cap, et cetera. Um, I think also with, um, you know, the, 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 kind of things I was building prior to the pandemic, um, for example, like my partnership with Halo Heritage, et cetera. Um, yeah, it, it came in at the, at the right time, you know, and um, it, it assisted, um, where it could, especially during, um, the middle of a pandemic. And there were many other things that I could count on outside of, of, um, you know, being on stage, et cetera. And mm. I think it's also just a good reminder of the fact that it's very important to kind of, you know, you have to have your finger in a few things, yeah. you know, and not just count on one thing. I I think it goes back to almost always making sure that you have multiple streams of income. Yep. Them, cause it's, it assists, yeah. Because it is just
0: yeah. Particularly, especially when it comes to innovation then, did you find that you had to kind of think out of the box a little bit more in order to get um, perhaps not to where you were, but certainly to try and find new long-term revenue streams as well, in the sense that you kind of have to find a new way to navigate through what might be the new normal?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, there was a lot of thinking out of the box for sure, and also realizing that, um, like you're saying, um, counting on, long-term investments, knowing that things that are going to be there for you long after or in moments where you feel like, you know, you, you don't have anything to count on. I think it, it kind of did teach me to kind of start looking in that direction. I think it also um, kind of made me even more um, determined to kind of build my entrepreneurial journey because, you know, I realized that, um, you know, with things like the pandemic, it's a massive reminder that you you kind of do need those investments and you, you do need to kind of look in those directions as opposed to counting on, today and only tomorrow, and, you know, things that um, give you kind of an, an, an instant income. So, yeah, it's been an eye-opener, definitely.
0: And then you go in the midst of all of that, right? This is deep within pandemic. The 11th of September, you then officially la- uh, launch Boity Pink Sapphire. In the midst yes. of a pandemic, when people are just thinking, I need to just secure a job, you say, well... How about you get into my fragrance? How's that gone?
1: <laughs> um, you know what? Um, we definitely created something during the pandemic and it, it was a big risk. And also, it, we, we didn't expect the, you know, the, obviously we didn't know that the pandemic was going to take place. So the planning, et cetera, for us... Um, it was always about, you know, getting into a brick and mortar and having people interact with the product. And then when the pandemic came, we actually said, you know what, maybe this is an opportunity for us to kind of actually build on the e-commerce space. Because obviously that took a, a massive rise um, during um, the heavy lockdown. So it was kind of an opportunity. But yeah, you, you can't get anything done if you don't take risks. We felt like, you know what, we've created the product, it's ready. Um, and the Halo Heritage team also felt like, it's, if it's here, let's, let's, let's just do it. And let's just see how it goes. And I think we we, we took a, a great risk, and the returns are fantastic. And um, it's only been six months. You know, we're still a, a very young company, and we're still growing. But the fact that we were able to to kind of reach the bits of milestones that we reached within heavy lockdown and during a pandemic, I think it's it's powerful. And. We can only grow from there, you know, if we were able to kind of maneuver through um, yeah. what we did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you find yourself feeling sort of a little bit more ready to take on a more open society, if you want to call it that? Because you've you've gone through what some could really determine as the worst. I mean, this was a, a once in a century, if not lifetime situation, right?
1: Mm, mm, absolutely. Um, Like, I, that's what I'm saying. I feel like the fact that we were able to to make it work through um such a you know, such tough conditions. I think it it definitely prepared us for the worst, you know, and I think now we're definitely ready and it's, it's, it's incredible, especially the, the timing now, now that we're getting into, you know, into clicks and we're, you know, the, now people can experience it in hand. um, I think it's, yeah, we were, we were more than ready for, you know, the, this part of the journey now, because I feel like we definitely did um, make it through the, the toughest part. So it was a good way to start, even though it's not ideal. I think uh, yeah. the were
0: fantastic, yeah. Yeah. If one continues to sort of follow your journey, uh, it's not just media personality, but there's there's so much actually through to it. And, uh, and you know, adding businesswoman to it is obviously a very critical and important part, but that's been the case for quite some time, right? How, how do you... Uh, Continue that legacy then And ensure that that is The the lasting element You want people to always remember you for If that be the case And and how do you grow from Okay, I've done this Now I know what's next Do you have that sort of planned out Or is this perhaps something You you say to yourself Actually, okay Now I want to grow something And then that, that sort of thought mm. Just comes, you know Moment by moment almost
1: Yeah, I think um, At the core of You know, like My authentic Story, I think everything always boils down to, you know, kind of empowering young Black women um, and being an example in in every way possible. So everything that I do, I always have that in the back of my mind. Um, what is this mix? How is this mix move going to inspire the, the next young girl to do it as well, to go even further? You know, and um, how do I push the narrative of, of showcasing that it, it is possible, you know, that that you know, your dreams can manifest and, um, you know, inspire young girls to, you know, to take that leap of faith. you know, when it comes to making their dreams come true, that's always at the core of everything. So for me, when I, um, think of the next move or whatever it is that I want to do, um, yeah, it's always about changing the narrative and showing that, you know, um, young black girls can do more and they can, you know, there's so much more available to them and, you know, their dreams are valid. You know, as you people said, um, but yeah, with regards to how I choose my next, um, you know, like business endeavors, etc., it's um, it, it's definitely a thing of I feel like I've done what I need to do, and then it's just a matter of thinking of what what next, what inspires me, what do I feel like is missing in the market, what do I feel like um, I can tap into. But more than anything, it's always things that I enjoy. I don't just do it because it's cool to do them or everyone else is doing them. Um, everything is definitely authentic to the things that I've always loved and yeah, most of the time it's also just going with the flow of my my journey and my career and anything that makes sense at the time yeah. is what I do. So there isn't necessarily like a massive five year plan, like sure. oh this is what we I, I, I don't really necessarily Where do you want to be in five
0: way. years, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, Where, none of that. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing in three months. <laughs> you know,
1: just take it easy. Oh. So it's definitely as it comes and I go with the flow and um also, whatever feels good, whatever I feel like the universe is, is giving me and is showing me, I yeah. think I, I, kind of take that um, direction. But
0: yeah. one thing for sure is that you're, you're trying to take over as much as possible. Well, but one by one, right? That's, yes, that's yeah, definitely that one the same. by one. Pointed <laughs> <laughs> to, joining us then as we get into other people's money then this Monday evening here uh, on the money show. Then, of course, the actress, TV host, musician and entrepreneur giving us a sense of just her money journey. Now, At this moment, we've been talking about her career, her stance on money, the launch of the new fragrance, et cetera, as well. Uh, But after this, we're going to then perhaps unpack a little bit more of that money journey, just where the growth comes from, how exactly she developed it, and what was perhaps her best money decision. All of that coming up right after this. The Money Show with Bruce Whitfield is brought to you by APSA Corporate and Investment Banking, enabling Africa's digital transformation. Now that's Africanacity. Apps is a registered FSP. All right, then, as we get towards the close of the show, we're still talking other people's money. This evening, we're joined by Boiti Tulo, the actress, TV host, musician, and entrepreneur as we just unpack her money journey. Now, Boiti, uh, before the break, we're speaking just about your journey, particularly through lockdown, how difficult things have been, launching this, that, and the other, ensuring you get uh, the money moves as much as possible then, of course, but now we're going to perhaps try to get you know as as to just how you began to start thinking about business and money and all of those aspects and perhaps even from from an even young age and perhaps we can even talk about if you can even remember your earliest memory of money and and what shaped how you you think about money today
1: mm-hmm. Oh, is that. Oh, sorry. I'm like yeah. <laughs> your voice is very yeah. mesmerizing. <laughs> i sitting very <laughs> Sorry. Um, you're saying my earliest um, memory of money.
0: 100. percent, Yeah. So what? What is it that you perhaps remember distinctly uh, as you were growing up as sort of your first memory of money, and what shaped then your attitude towards it?
1: Um. Well, for sure, growing up, it, it, it obviously it wasn't. Um. I, I didn't really grow up in a you know um, an environment where Money was always readily available. it was you know you have to work hard for it you can't just expect it um you have to always be grateful for it. you shouldn't waste it and yeah so my outlook on on money and it's kind of remained the same, but it's you know um, being raised by my my grandparents and you know my a single mother um yeah my 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 earliest understanding of money was the fact that you know it's not something that grows out of trees that's one thing that you were always told um and also it's, it's something you have to work for you don't you don't just get it from nowhere it's, it, it requires hard work and and you know it's something that you, you should never take for granted and also always being grateful for it yeah. um, i think that's like from a young age from a ki- as a kid um, i always knew that you know you can't just yeah, you shouldn't expect it to, to just have it to whatever yeah. you want it. You yeah. have to work for it. Yeah, certainly. You
0: have to deserve it. And, and that's, I mean, clearly a future that you currently still bestow upon yourself, right? You, you still maintain that uh, through and through. And you say to yourself, I need to work hard to get to that uh, no matter what. what about do, you, about? Do, you, do you remember you your making your first investment, if I can? And, and not necessarily just into a bank account or perhaps into yeah. an actual invest, but sort of something that grew you even if yes. monetary or otherwise.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I was actually having a conversation about this with a friend of mine um, not so long ago. Yeah. Um, I think it was in, I'm not sure, I think I was probably like 16 or 17. Um, but I remember w- getting my like money from promo work. You know, I used to be a promo girl. Um, that makes two I of us. Of well, promo guy. <laughs> well, <Yes. laughs> promo <voice>. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, got thought somewhere. Um, yeah, I remember using some of that money to kind of go for voice training and some and you know do some acting lessons. So I think obviously you know the the biggest investment is always in yourself and you know and, and growing your your craft or you know um, adding on to whatever you're passionate about. You know, so because I think that always the returns are. Far more incredible than you know monetary-wise um so yeah i think that's kind of like the earliest i can remember with regards to me you know investing in myself it was um you know using the money that i got to go to acting classes and um voice training etc preparing myself for what kind of yeah happened you know years later yeah
0: so how did how did you then choose your your career you know, that, that career choice, what, what actually influenced that then? I mean, yes, you're saying, you know, as a promo go you then decided you wanted to go for uh, voice lessons, acting classes, et cetera, et cetera. But in order to get to that point to say, this is what I want to do, I want to enter that media uh, space. What drove that decision?
1: Um, I think it's been a, I can easily say, a lifelong passion for as long as I can remember. I've always known that um, uh, television is a space that I wanted to occupy. I didn't know how, in which way, um, I, I just knew that I'm passionate about that space. Um, and then as I grew older, I realized, okay, acting is definitely something that, you know, has stolen my heart. So I think everything that I, I wanted to do, um, I felt like would prepare me for that space, even though I didn't, you know, conventionally get into it, like through an acting um, school, etc. Um, I think it was always, uh, the one thing that I was very certain I wanted to, to do. And, yeah, I think uh, a lot of the things that I, I did to prepare myself for that space were, yeah, were for exactly that, to to get into that career. But I, I, yeah, it's it's been a passion of mine for as long as I can remember. Even the ones that I don't remember that my grandparents do, they tell me various stories about the fact that from a young age, I would stand behind the TV and ask them if they can see me and, you know.
0: <laughs> like, you, people do you still in, do that now? Me. I mean, do you still ask oh, your well, friends if they've um, seen me here? Oh, do you guys see me there? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I do, but not standing behind the TV. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, um, it's, I think it's, it's, it's just been there for as long as I can remember. Even yeah. when I was a, a kid in, in, you know, okay, they call me the You know, I don't know, maybe they saw it in before I did, um, but, but they'd always kind of see that light that would kind of get me through. To take the,
0: take so, the universe, yeah. man. Take the universe mm-hmm. in any p- best possible way. All right, let's get into... Yeah. Maybe a little bit of a nitty gritty one here. Your worst money decision. I mean, there must be that that little element where you're just like, "Oh man, I regret having done that."
1: Yeah, you know what i I, I was thinking about this, um, but I can't think of. I don't think it was it was a necessarily um, a massive regret because you know the lesson that came out of it was phenomenal. Um, investing in a company and a, Project that kind of flunked, um, you know, and having not done my due diligence and not um, not having done enough research, um, you know, led me to um, kind of spending, you know, a, a big chunk of money on on something that ended up kind of failing miserably. But you know what? As as much as it was the worst decision, I the yeah the lessons that I got out of it are phenomenal, and I think they have assisted tremendously in the business decisions I make now. So. It's that kind of a give and take, with good and bad.
0: So yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, wanted the 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 other stuff, man. You know, the stuff where you are like, no, the 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 skeletons, the the little secrets where you don't even tell your friends, and you're like, yo, like guys, I still buy Macuña every day. <laughs> no.
1: You know what? Um, I, I I would say my I do get slightly irresponsible when it comes to. Oh, the only, shopping
0: side of things, only slightly, only slightly.
1: Just a little bit. I mean, it's still. I'm still investing in myself. Okay, you have to look the part all the time. That costs money.
0: So, so that's what we're calling it then. The the shopping spree, the excessive shopping spree, is you investing in yourself.
1: It's a business investing in myself in my image that
0: oh. costs money. Oh, okay, very interesting. So, would you say that the shopping sprees are kind of your biggest extravagance as well?
1: Um, well, is it cause, or
0: is it cause? Yeah. I, I know, I my, know you yeah, definitely a, in a that
1: one, <laughs> Definitely a big one is, is definitely my car. And, you know, obviously like you have your daily extravagances, like, you know, your perfume and yeah, those, we all have those men, you know, but I think definitely my car is the big one. But yeah, it's, I, I like it. Yeah. And it's cute.
0: Yeah. So, Boiti, where to from here then? What, what, what's next then for Boiti's, uh, uh, not just brand, but really your business, uh, your, your music as well? I mean, a lot of people perhaps, I was even listening to the radio and a whole lot of people still waiting to maybe even get a little bit more from you. Is there, is there something brewing? Perhaps we can break it all here. I mean, we're, we are a talk radio station, so we can break the news and the news is next anyway. So you can just let us know if there's something else, you know?
1: Well, I I am launching something tomorrow. Um, I think I would be definitely breaking the rules if I say anything more. But it's really exciting, and it's a different market. I'm kind of entering into the food space. That's as much as I can give you. But it's really exciting. I'm launching something, and it's completely different to what I've done before. Um, Also, more than more than anything, I have to obviously mention that I'm truly incredibly grateful, um, you know, with, um, the fact that, you know, the Boyki Pink Sapphire has gotten into the bricks and mortar space. People yeah. can now actually yeah. touch it and see it. And I'm grateful to the Halo Heritage team and the kick partnership. It's phenomenal. So that's also something really exciting because it's, you know, it's a new thing in as much as it's already launched. Um, but yeah, uh, the music as well, we're still growing. Um, there's a, there's a few music videos coming out. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot, and it's this exciting. Um, I've only just
0: started. Absolutely great. It's only the beginning. I absolutely love it. Boiti Tula, thank you so much for your time this evening here on The Money Show, giving us a sense of just what's to come, other people's money.